the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Scott Black, host of Like It Matters Radio, heard weekday mornings at 9 on Wellness Radio, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Twin Cities Wellness Radio. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. Although Jeffrey Epstein is dead, dozens of his accusers ready to tell their stories this morning in a New York courtroom. Up to 30 women are expected to take a judge up on his invitation to speak publicly after Epstein killed himself before facing sex trafficking charges. Judge Richard Roman set the hearing after prosecutors asked that he drop charges against Epstein since the defendant is now dead. Two days before his suicide, Epstein put $577 million into a trust fund. That's expected to make it more difficult for his accusers to collect damages. I'm Mike Hempen. Puerto Rico preparing for tomorrow's arrival of Tropical Storm Dorian, possibly as a Category 1 hurricane. On Wall Street, stocks are higher right now. The Dow is up about 86 points. This is SRN News. Are you a member of our rewards program? Yeah, I had the card here somewhere. We've all been there, rustling around for that rewards card you can't find. At Wellness Radio 1570, we've simplified the process. All of the perks, none of the hassle. It's the Wellness 1570 Fan Club, where you'll get early access to tickets for our events, exclusive content, prizes, and more. To sign up, visit TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. On your smartphone, look at it right now. I'm sure it's probably right there in your hand or sitting next to you. See if you have the Wellness 1570 mobile app. If you do, well, if you click on that, you're going to get crystal clear digital reception of your favorite programs like Like It Matters Radio. If not, go to your device's app store, download it now, share us with a friend. Super simple. Your forecast for today, partly cloudy, could see an isolated shower. A little breezy with a high near 72. We're Wellness 1570. Thanks for listening. Are you the expert in your industry? Do others in the community come to you for help in your line of business? There's an affordable way to position you and your company as the authority. I'm Mike Murphy, sales leader for Wellness 1570 and Salem Media Twin Cities. Let us help you bring your brand to life with your very own radio show and podcast. You know your business, and we know how to build an effective and engaging audio program with both on-air and online distribution. You will grow your business by enhancing your credibility and branding yourself as the go-to specialist in your field, positioning you above your competitors. Let's work together to make you the expert that Twin Cities residents turn to for information in your field. Contact me, Mike Murphy, to talk about bringing your brand to life with your very own radio program. If you love radio as much as we do, why don't you join us by having your own show? Go to TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com and click on Host Your Own Program. This station is owned and operated by Salem Media Group. I'm Pastor David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. I've been in the ministry for over 30 years now, and because the Lord has continued to bless my business endeavors, I've never had to take a salary from the church, which has been a huge blessing in my life and a great way for me to give back to the Lord's work. I'd like to share with you my thoughts on the importance of the family business. You know, these days, people send their children to college to learn a trade that no one in the family has done before. They move away, they work for someone who doesn't love them, and then they trade their infinitely valuable time for a little bit of someone else's money. The old plan was to get a job but lay aside each month and later start a family business. As the owner, you leverage the time of others and earn off hundreds of man hours per day. It's called financial leverage. The added benefit is that each generation teaches the next and builds on these skill sets and your children have the competitive advantage of experience. That's a great plan for potentially creating generational wealth. Tradeway offers you the vehicle to start such a family business by teaching you how to trade in the stock market. Perhaps you're intimidated or confused by the world of investing. 
but Tradeway is here to help you break down that confusing world of finance so that you can understand it. We're not your typical big Wall Street investment advisory firm. We keep it fun, simple, and personal from day one. We offer our students a powerful education on how to trade in the U.S. stock and options market, coupled with sound investment advice, and all from our family business. We're here to help you reach your biggest goals through taking small steps. Join us and bring your family. Join us at Calvary Lutheran Church in Golden Valley, September 27th and 28th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-TRADE. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. Views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm telling you to leave it, to leave it. And as I told Trevor, but four little dots right there, the ultimate ellipse, leave it. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we have this life. We have these gifts, these talents, these resources, this force field called energy that flows through us. And as we live our lives, we're going to leave it somewhere. We're either going to leave it on the table, which means you didn't get everything you were supposed to get, or we're going to leave it on the field of battle, which means you poured yourself out and gave it all that you had. And today, we're going to go into the difference between the two and what creates the difference. What are the three things that decide where we leave our stuff? But what we're going to do first is, uh, as you know, we just finished a class the weekend before last uh, and uh, in Sacramento, California. I had a great team, Team 206. I only had five people, and it was a great class. And uh, we're blessed to have one of the students, one of the graduates from Team 206 join us. So let's go to the phone lines. Sheena, welcome to Like It Matters Radio. How are you doing? Good, good. Um, good morning, Mr. Black. How are you on this lovely morning? I am fine. I'm fine. And I wanted to have you join me. I know you're on the West Coast. You're getting ready to leave for work. And so thank you so much for joining me. But you were a graduate of Team 206. Now, when I'm talking about leaving it, I'm not talking about with you now, leaving it on the, the table, which means you, you you take more than you should have. Or I'm sorry, you, you take less than you're supposed to get. Or leaving it on the field, which we're going to talk about that in a moment. But what you did is you actually left your country and came over here to America, right? You're, you're from the Philippines, correct? Yes. Yes. Awesome. I was born and raised there for 13 years. Yep. And when did you come to America? Um, in 2001, actually. Okay. Uh, how old were you? Um, I was 13. Okay. And so you came to a new country. Did you speak English? Yes, I did. Good for you. Well, your parents did well. They got you in English. And when you came over to America, it was a much different culture than you would realize in the Philippines, correct? Yes, very much so. <laughs> uh, and uh, and uh, but how, you did well, correct? Yes. And why do you think you did so well? You assimilated. You, tell us a little bit about your background. You, you finished high school. You went to college. Tell us a little bit about your background in America. Um, well, I migrated here in the U.S. Um, with my family, well, minus my mom, because she had to stay um, in the Philippines because of the paperwork issues. And um, I started um, high school here, and um, I also finished college on all on my own. Um, I know my parents didn't have the money, but I just went ahead and went for it because I knew that I needed that for myself and for my family to have a better life. So how did you put yourself to college? Um, I actually worked um, as a manager at my first job. Um, it was uh, at a shoe store at the mall. And um, at first, I was very hesitant to transfer from community college to a university, which is Sac State. But I actually, uh, my friend actually helped me out because she... 
um, told me that there's actually a payment plan for the tuition, which, you know, made it more um, possible to go to to put myself so to you, um, college. You had desire to go to college. You came to America, a foreign country, uh, basically a totally different element. You, you finished high school on your own. Your parents didn't have enough money, so you put yourself through college, um, working, going to school full-time, uh, yeah. and, uh, uh, and why that matters is because what I saw when you came in that classroom on Thursday with Team 206 is the same commitment, the same passion, the same dedication that you came from the Philippines to America with, the same dedication that you used to, uh, to assimilate into the American culture, the same dedication and commitment that you used to, to drive yourself to go to college, to work, to fund it, and to do all that. And then after you get out of college, you work for a great company too, correct? Yes, absolutely. And I love my company right now. Yeah, they are so awesome. And Randy and Mercier and the, the whole team uh, at RA Mechanical, just a great team. And uh, let me tell you, when you came in that classroom Thursday night, what was going through your head? What were you thinking? Um, I was actually very anxious because I'm the type of person that I need to prepare um, for whatever <laughs> I go through. <laughs> and as you knew, I was a perfectionist and all that stuff. And so I was yeah. very anxious. Yeah, and you know, I I'm pretty honest, pretty blunt. Uh, some would say almost a little to a fault. Uh, in that class, we have two days to change lives. Uh, and when you got that first time, and you've had some success, I hit you pretty hard, right? I I, I told you uh, all the ways you're falling short, all the things you didn't do well. It was uh, pretty yes. intense, correct? Yes, and it was very accurate. And I yeah, very, to thank work you. On thank, thank you for those kind words. I appreciate that. You know what? What is so impressive about you, Sheena? Though uh, some people in the class, I said similar things to, and they shut down. It took them a day to recover, uh, but yet you didn't. You shook it off. You stepped up, uh, and you kept pushing. And it, you became one of my first leaders in the class. Um, when did you decide that you're just going to give it everything you got, that you're going to just trust the process, and even though it was scary, even though it didn't make sense, you were going to give it your all? When did you make that choice? Um, I believe it was on the second day because I, I knew I did very poorly, and I was already and I'm doubting myself. And um, I decided to just go ahead and put 100%, and trust the people that sent me and trust the process because I needed to be a better person. I need to leave everything on the field, if you will. Yep. And so you're willing. Whatever I put in front of you, you were going to trust the people that sent you there. You were going to trust your team members that you have now gotten to know. And you were going to trust this strange man who was barking orders <laughs> at you who didn't know you. But you decided you were going to trust uh, you were going to make be available for the growth, and you were going to commit to whatever I put in front of you. Does that fair? Is that sound fair? Yes. And you did. Uh, you rose. I mean, the difference in you, Sheena, from Thursday night when you got up there, and I said, I think I said, you look like a twelve-year-old schoolgirl. You're all nervous <laughs> and anxious, looking around the room, you know. And then, for, within forty-eight hours. You came out there with such confidence, roaring, I mean, standing taller, looking better, I mean, powerful. What did you gain? What's the biggest benefit you feel you got from that 48 hours in leadership? Um, the biggest benefit I received from the training is to gain back the power to control my mind. Um, I am now able to control my thoughts, which results to a happier me. Um, now I have a better um, process when negative thoughts come to mind. Um, I'm able to change my thoughts um, to what matters to me instead and just focus on like happy thoughts instead of the negative thoughts about myself. Yeah, we were talking yesterday and you'd said that, uh, you know, there's some things happened since class that normally would have got you uh, sideways, that would have got you kind of thrown off a little bit, that would have got you maybe negative or down on yourself. But you talked yourself out of it. Uh, and yeah. you explain things to yourself differently, and you the things that used to get to you didn't get to you this week. Is that is that correct? Yes, that's correct. And so it was all about that self talk. It was getting in yeah. that power. You know, we talk about Dr. Viktor Frankl, the father of a, a logotherapy, and he says between the stimulus and the response, there's a space, and in that space is your power. It is your freedom. And since since you've been out of class, you've been taking more control of your thought process. What have you noticed about yourself since you've been out of class the next, the last week and a half? What have you noticed different? Um, I'm lighter and I'm happier and I just live. 
Wow. You don't let things from the past get you. You don't let self-doubt get you. Yes. And fear has no place in your life, correct? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you are fearless. <laughs> you are an incredible woman. If, if you guys don't know, you're not blessed. I, mean, I got a chance to spend two and a half days with her in, a, in an intimate setting in this team environment. And she's beautiful. She's intelligent. She's driven. She's young. She's a great American who comes from another country who wants to be the best American to assimilate, to to not take advantage of the generosity of America, but to take advantage of the opportunities in America. And uh, I tell you, Sheena, you just put a smile on my heart. When I look at you as a, as a migrant, when I look at you as an American, when I look at you as a sister in Christ, when I look at you as a fellow leader, uh, man, you, you give me hope. You, you put a smile on my face because you're a great leader. And what would you tell people that have been listening to my show for years and haven't went to my training? Why should they go? It Matters Leadership Awakening changes lives. Listen to this fireman's comments as he compares other training to Leadership Awakening. It's like no other. You know, people say that you're crazy for running into a burning building, but you know, the one thing they have in common is adrenaline. You know, from, from go, when Mr. V opened those doors and said, you may enter, it was, it was nonstop adrenaline, but it's unlike anything I've ever done. It's pushed me in ways that I never thought I could be pushed. It was only 48 hours. I spent six yeah. months in fire academy. So, At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life. Learn how to achieve that purpose and tackle any challenge. Give Mr. Black 48 hours at the next Leadership Awakening class and watch powerful change take place in your life. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Like It Matters. We don't take applicants, only commitment. For 30 years, the healthcare insurers have had it wrong. We don't need to manage our healthcare. We need to manage the finance of our healthcare. Sustainable healthcare. What is it? How do we attain it? And what changes are needed? What does this mean for doctors, healthcare insurers, pharmaceutical companies, and most importantly, you the patient if you like your doctor you can keep your doctor or can you change the system to keep your doctor in practice these and a host of other questions will be addressed by dr stephen trobiani md and his program sustainable Healthcare on wellness 1570 saturday afternoon to two dr trobiani brings his 30 years of medical practice and many years of uncovering problems in the healthcare industry and offering solutions on restructuring healthcare financing through free enterprise. Tune in Saturdays at 2 on Twin Cities Wellness Radio, Wellness 1570, and listen to Dr. Trobiani's insights into providing prescriptions to what ails the healthcare industry. Saturdays at 2 on Wellness 1570. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed they are energized in a way that is is off the charts different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, October 3rd through the 5th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And first of all, I have to apologize. I did not hear any of the cues. Uh, in my ear, I have a 30-second or the bumper music, and my producer tells me a two-minute warning and a one-minute warning. And somehow, uh, I did not hear any of those. And so I apologize to Sheena for the abrupt ending to our conversation. Uh, that's all on me. My apologies, Trevor. i got a great producer over here as well. And so for some reason, I missed all those cues. But you know what? We pick ourselves up, we dust ourselves off, and we hit it again. And so Sheena was such a blessing because, you know, today I wanted to talk about leave it. You know, we're going to leave our stuff somewhere. And by stuff, 
Uh, I mean our commitment, our life, our, our activities, our belief systems, our life force, uh, everything that we are, everything that we have. You know, there's two places to leave your stuff. You can either leave it on the table, which is not good. It means you're leave, you, sh- you could have a lot more than you're picking up. Or you leave it on the field. And the reason I wanted to have Sheena join us because, man, I met her in class for the first time. Uh, on Thursday, uh, the week before last, uh, August 15th in Sacramento. She was sent by R.A. Mechanical, uh, one of my good clients there in Sacramento, by Randy Mercier and his team. Uh, and, uh, boy, when she showed up, you could tell she was Asian. She had an Asian look to her. Uh, she seemed very young. Uh, and uh, I put pressure on people really quick right away. Uh, and when she got up there, I had her give a speech, uh, and she was moving around a little bit, and she was, wasn't making eye contact, and she was jittery. Uh, and I, I, uh, shared some, uh, some ways that she could be doing better in a very, uh, forceful, focused, as she said, honest way. Uh, and afterwards, or sometimes I say things, uh, fairly harsh. I don't mean to, but we have 48 hours to change lives, and we don't have time to sugarcoat things. Uh, and so the cool thing about Sheena, I noticed, is when I said all that to her, she didn't, well, it didn't shake her, uh, it didn't shut her down, uh, it didn't make her want to hate me or attack me. Uh, she actually took it in, and what I did, saw her do, is process it, uh, and she turned it up. She committed more. She took my information that I shared with her, and she actually applied it. And so today, I'm going to explain the difference between the two places that we can leave our stuff. We can leave it on the table, and we can leave it on the field. Uh, But then I want to give you a suggestion. I want to pause it. There are really three factors, three things that dictate where we leave our stuff, whether we leave it on the table or whether we leave it in the field. And again, I I went to this thing. uh, What is this called? It's a... English idioms blog dot blogspot. And so I want to make sure that uh, we understand these two phrases. Uh, leaving something on the table. Okay. Leave something on the table uh, is to refrain from taking the utmost advantage of something. To not address every aspect of a situation in the form leave money on the table. To negotiate a deal that is less financially beneficial than is expected or possible. What might I suggest that leaving it on the table is good enough? You know good enough. G-O-O-D-N-U-F-F. Good enough to get by. Good enough for government work. Good enough that Mr. Black doesn't kick out of class. Uh, Good enough that your spouse doesn't leave and leave a note on the door and take the kids with them. G-O-O-D-N-U-F-F. We hear this in universities all the time. Good enough for tenure. The professor is a terrible professor, but he writes books. And so uh, good enough for tenure. And we know this with a government employee, right? Uh, teachers, unions, man, they're so, they protect teachers. And you could do something that's illegal uh, and still get paid leave from a teacher's union. Uh, and but I've read article after article that there are people that haven't worked in years that are still kept on the payroll because the union can't fire them because they can't be fired because they're in a union. And so they just do whatever they want. They leave a lot on the table, a lot of education on the table, a lot of uh, implications on the table for where they could be helping people. You know, that's what we say, good enough for government work. You know, and so you can leave it there on the table. But might I suggest the better place to leave it is to leave it all in the field. And you hear coaches talk about this all the time. It's, it's an idiom. It's used from professional sports. And it refers to exhausting all possible efforts to win, either individually or as a team. Figuratively, this refers to leaving one's sweat, blood, and tears on the playing field. This represents being sincere in one's effort to achieve victory, but does not refer to cheating or other morally questionable methods. It refers simply to hard work and exertion. Wow. So no magic fairy dust, no uh, hop on a leg three times, do two circles, rub your hands together, and then drop to your knees. No, it refers simply to hard work and and exertion. Uh, It gives an example. In football, there is no shame in being defeated as long as you leave it 
all on the field. So it really means to, to commit wholly to or to give one's best at a sport or a game. Leave it all on the field is an expression you often hear in sports, but it has implications to everyday life. It has to do with your marriage. It has to do with your job. You know, we are called to be the best of the best. We, we make an agreement with our employer if you have a J-O-B. These are presupposed that you agree to, be the, uh, to get a job, to get a paycheck. That's what they agree to, to give you that paycheck. And you agree to be the best possible employee. Now, that's presupposed. It's like uh, Martin Luther said, I don't care if you're a street sweeper. Be the best darn street sweeper there ever was. I think it's Colossians 3.23 that says, Whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not to man. That's what I'm talking about, leaving it all on the field. To give 100% heart, body, and soul. They were talking about blood, sweat, and tears. But it's about doing your very best all the time. Not looking back after the game and saying, I could have played better. You know, there's going to come a time in each and every one of our lives where we're going to be lying on our deathbed. And we're going to be wondering, did it matter one bit that I was given the gift of life? Did it matter one bit that the God of the universe breathed life into this carbon-based life form? Why did I get up each day, do what I did, go home at night, get up the next day and do it again and again and again and again? What was the impact? What difference did I make? And I'm going to tell you right now, no matter what the answer to all those questions is, the answers are going to be much different depending on what choice you make. At some point in life, we decide. And I always tell people, keep it simple, soldier. We are natural-born procrastinators. And the number one way we procrastinate is I don't know. See, if you don't know your marriage is broken, then you don't need to work on it, right? If you don't know that coach is doing some things to your child that he should not be doing or she should not be doing because you're not there where you're supposed to be during practice or after practice, then I guess we don't need to take a look at our lifestyle choices. So we like to put things off, pretend like we don't know. Uh, I was a single dad for a few years, and uh, I was always on the go, still am always on the go. Life is, there's a lot to do. And so I'd tell my kids, hey, Christian faith, we're going to leave by noon. Be ready to go. We're going to walk out in the door at noon. And so here it is, 11.59, 11.58, and we're ready to head out the door. And, and I'm getting my kids together, and Christian doesn't have his shoes on. And so I'd say, Christian, where are your shoes at? And he'd respond, parents, with what? What? I don't know. And then knowing what I know about the human mind, I would just reframe it. I would then say, well, if you did know, where would they be? And he said, oh, by my bed. And I'd say, great. Why don't you go get them, buddy? See, I don't know. The number one way we procrastinate is I don't know. It's called confusion. Don't you get? Confusion is a state of not knowing. And the enemy's number one weapon formed against us is confusion. And when you're confused, you don't speak up. When you're confused, you don't stand up. When, you con- when you're confused, you don't step out. When you're confused, you don't do any of those things. You crawl into a shell. And so I love to see a lack of confusion. I really believe a leader's job is not to solve everybody's problem. It's to remove confusion. Even the God of the universe, if you think about it, he doesn't give us multiple choices. He doesn't give us 10 ways. He doesn't give us 20 ways. He gives us two ways, blessing or curse, life or death, right or left, good or bad, holy or unholy, set apart or not set apart. That's the key. And so keep it simple, soldier. There's not 22 ways to do things. There aren't 22 teams. There are two teams. There's God team and the other team. There are two paths out there. One's narrow, hard. Very few people are on it. That's the one you want. The other one's wide. Lots of people are on it. People are having a lot of fun. But that's the one you don't want. So once you understand, to keep it simple, soldier, that there are always two options. You always want to just keep it to two. Love or not love. Commit or not committed. It reminds me of the, uh, the English guy, the funny guy, Shakespeare. To be or not to be. But I disagree with this closing statement. It's not a question. It's a decision. To be the one who leaves it all on the field 
or to be the one who leaves it on the table. And after the break, I'm going to go through three factors. I believe three things that truly decide which one of these that you're going to do. Are you playing all out? Are you heart, body, and soul involved? Are you leaving on the table, on the field? Because the table is leaving stuff that you should be picking up. We used to hear all the times in the life insurance business that you left a lot on the table. You could have sold a bigger policy. You could have sold a whole life versus a term. That you left a lot on the table, Black. Well, I might have done that selling life insurance, but my goal is not do that living my life. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about leave it. You got to decide where you're going to leave it. You're going to leave it on the table and get less than you're supposed to, or are you going to leave it on the field and give it all you got, heart, body, and soul? We'll be back in three minutes. What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received. You focus on the individual. I think you kind of answered the why question, whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a Band-Aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours, and it will change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, October 3rd through 5th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. You can help fight addiction one step at a time at the Freedom 5K Run Walk on Saturday, September 23rd. Join us for a timed run and walk to benefit the addiction recovery programs of Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Registrants will receive a free tech shirt or t-shirt and a full day of fun for the whole family with games, food, music, and more. For more information or to register, visit mntc.org slash freedom 5k. Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Freedom from addiction starts here. Parkinson's disease is a neurological movement disorder affecting an estimated 1 million Americans, including many under age 40. The American Parkinson Disease Association is the largest grassroots network in the United States, working to help ease the burden and find the cure for those coping with Parkinson's. Visit apdaoptimism.org today to find out how you can help millions live with dignity and optimism. Your action today will help APDA put an end to Parkinson's disease. What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Hear what this human resource manager says about the impact of Leadership Awakening on her life. With uh, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, it changed my culture to say, okay, I have to set the example. I know I am the manager, but sometimes I have failed up until now to really deliver my word. So those things change the very first day I came back. And it's just absolutely fascinating. So of course they are looking at me like, what happened to you? And on a personal point of view, so many things have happened since I got home. It's almost a miracle. It's not almost, it is a miracle. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours and it will change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, October 3rd through the 5th. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, we're talking about leaving it. Leaving it. We're going to leave our stuff somewhere because you can't take it with you. Ever hear that saying? You can't take it with you. Matter of fact, those two gates I talked about that the Bible tells us there are, the one that you want to get through, the proper translation is turnstile. And the only time, even in London, when you take the tube and all that, we have to take your luggage with you and drive, you walk around this tube and this, the whole city of London with your luggage, the way they have it set up, you still can't take your luggage through turnstile. You got to put it on the side, you got to put it over, you got to put it around, but you cannot take it with you. So you're going to leave it someplace. 
might I suggest that there are two places that we leave our stuff. You can leave it on a table, which means you didn't get what you should have got. You There was so much more available to you, but you left some of it on the table. And the second place you can leave it is on the field. On the field, that means you're pouring yourself out. You're giving it everything you got. Matter of fact, the idiom uh, is from is from professional sports, and it refers to exhausting all possible efforts to win, either individually or as a team. Figuratively, it refers to leaving one's sweat, blood, and tears on the playing field. Isn't that incredible? It's leaving everything with nothing to chance. To holy, to commit holy, to to give one's best in that moment. And, you know, some people can do that in a field, whether it be a football field, a, a soccer field. Some people can do it at a gym, whether it be a wrestling gym or a place where you play basketball. Uh, my brother's a 10th Don Black Belt, uh, United Studios of Self-Defense, you know, his karate studios all over the place. He just got back from, I think it was China. Uh, last year, uh, end of last year, middle of last year, and he got his 10th degree black belt, 10th degree black belt. Uh, and boy, when he's in the dojo, he leaves it all on the field. He pours himself out, gets 100%. And my challenge to him has always been, well, why don't you do the same thing outside the dojo? And by the way, the challenge to me is the same exact thing. One of the things I love about Leadership Awakening Uh, is it requires me to leave it all on the field. It requires me to give 100% because I'm the example. I'm pushing people. I'm challenging people. I'm asking them to do what is impossible, what is outside their comfort zone. And so they're not only hearing me ask them to do it, they're seeing me ask them to do it. My words and my actions are congruent. And one thing I've learned over the, the 27 years I've been doing my leadership training is that there are things that decide how we show up. There are things that dictate uh, our performance. And it's not really what you think. And I really think those three things are fear, our BS, which is our belief system, and our self-talk. Now, our self-talk will uh, share our fear, will expose our fear. Our self-talk will expose our BS. But I still wanted to separate it out, even though... Really, the the two fear and BS could fall under the category of self-talk. Remember, there's a stimulus and response, the study of transactional analysis. Dr. Eric Byrne wrote a great book in the 1960s called The Games People Play. It was a foundation for uh, um, transactional analysis. And transactional analysis was Dr. Byrne's way to take the complex field of psychology and put it in to layman's term. And then there was a book that was actually, I think, five times more successful. Uh, it was by, I think, I think his name was Thomas Harris. It's Dr. Harris. I think, pretty sure it's Harris. Uh, that sold like 25 million copies. I think the games people play sold about 5 million. They're both huge books I heard about when I was a kid. I didn't read them until I was in my 30s, but I remember hearing about those books. They were national bestsellers. Anybody was anybody who talked about them was reading them. Uh, And so Dr. Burns taught us that the mind is six times faster than we talk. And there's a stimulus and a response, and together that that equates to a transaction. Remember the old dial-ups when you dial on your computer and go, dee, and then when you dee, the high-pitched voice, when it had the high-pitched noise, you know that there was a connection there. And so in transactional analysis, we realize that we don't respond to the stimulus. What happens is when someone says something or does something, because the mind is six times faster, we go to our our mods, our, our modules, our modes, if you will. We go to our three channels. We go to the visual channel. In other words, we see something from our past. We go to the auditory channel. We hear something from our past. Or we go to the kinesthetic channel, and we feel something from the past. And then based on that, based on our narrative, based on our explanation of that, then we respond. See, we're not really responding to what people are, are doing or saying. We're responding responding to our explanation about what they're saying or doing. See, I do the same thing to everybody. Our training, two and a half days training, and you should go to it. I'm telling you right now, it'll change your life. It'll make sure that 2019 ends in a great way. Uh, it'll uh, take a good marriage and make it incredible, make it a honeymoon. It'll take a struggling marriage and make it a good marriage. Uh, it'll take anything from your past that's holding you back and allow you to clean it up. 
But again, just like with everything else, we see people come in the class no matter how they came in, whether they're excited or whether they're fearful. Uh, and at some point, a shift takes place where they start getting into it more. It starts making more sense. It kind of envelops them. And I'm going to tell you right now, the way people show up, how they respond to that shift, how they not only finish up the class, but how they, what they do when the class is over, uh, really dictates a lot of those same three things. Fear, belief systems, and self-talk. And, and our belief systems are so absolutely important. What we believe, everything we do or do not do is driven by belief. And if you notice, Sheena's belief, Sheena's belief that she was blessed, Sheena's belief that uh, uh, that she's supposed to work a job, Sheena's belief that she's called to be the best of the best, Sheena's belief that she's supposed to be perfect. So she's driven by those things. It's those things that drove her that caused her to work a full-time job and put herself through college. It was those things that drove her, that belief system, that caused her to, to basically be incorporated in an area where she could be bullied, put down, uh, you know, a woman with a short bob black haircut in, in a, a school, I heard, uh, that was a rough school, a rough school. She probably picked on, she was probably told things or put down, but none of that got to her. You know why? Because of her BS, her belief system. And she came from the Philippines as a young child and had to assimilate into what was going on here in America. And it was her BS, her belief system that kept her going. It reminds me of a story during World War II. Uh, the Philippines uh, were controlled by the Allies most of the war, but for a while the Japanese controlled the Philippines. And I don't know if you know this, but I've been told there are 7,000 islands in the Philippines. You have the mainland, and then you have a whole bunch of these little islands. A lot of them are unincorporated. They're, they're uh, uninhabited. There's very little going on. And so what the Japanese did when they controlled the Philippines for a while is they would take these outlying islands and they would plant some Japanese soldiers on these islands. The concept being when the Allies came, remember MacArthur said, I shall be back, I shall return. He knew that the Japanese knew that the Allies were going to come uh, to fight for the Philippines. And so they would plant soldiers, the little uh, garrisons of soldiers on these islands. The concept being when the, the Allies came to attack and take back the Philippines, which they knew they would, that they could radio ahead and be prepared for the battle. And so it's a true story. There's actually a Gilligan's Island episode done on this. About 20 years after the war had ended, there was this one island that would start being populated. It was, they were doing agriculture. They were starting to farm. They were raising sheep or goats, whatever they do in the Philippines. And they started getting uh, reports about animals being killed. And there was actually, I, I read, he died about a while ago, that there was like six um, people that were actually killed he killed. And so the Philippine government couldn't figure out what was going on, what was going on. I mean, how could a fellow Filipino do this to their own people? And what they found out was that there was a Japanese soldier still on one of those islands. And uh, they did everything they could to get him off the island. They dropped leaflets. They actually found some people. They worked with the Japanese government, found some people from his uh, past, uh, commanding officers that could go in and tell him uh, that the war was over. But he didn't believe it. He believed that this was all propaganda, that they were agents of the enemy, and that the war was still going on. And he had his orders to defend that island to do recon, and so they couldn't get him off the island. So the Philippine government was going to have to take him out. I mean, he was a threat. He was killing people, killing animals. But the Japanese government said, hey, come, give us one last chance. Give us one last chance to get him off this island. And so what they did is they got a World War II era craft, a ship, and they anchored it off the coast for a couple of days, knowing that he was a good soldier. He would do his recon. Uh, and then after a couple of weeks or a couple of days, whatever it was, then they had a retired military officer from World War II put on his World War II un uh, era uniform and do this landing ceremony. Laid out his T's, sat down on the beach with his back to the ocean and facing all this thicket, all this forest, these trees and bushes. And after a couple hours, here through the thicket comes this Japanese soldier, still in uniform. They have their ceremony teas, they get him on the ship, and they send him back to, to, to Japan. And you know what the Japanese government did to him? They didn't put him in a psych ward. They didn't uh, uh, do medical experiments on him. You know what they did? They made him a national hero. They made a national hero. He didn't work for the rest of his life. He was a ward of the state. He was taking care of everything was paid for. He was a national hero. And you know what the Japanese soldier, I mean, the Japanese government told that Japanese soldier, something I had to look myself in the eyes 
in the mirror for a couple of years and say to myself over and over, the government said to that soldier, well done, soldier, but the war is over. Well done, soldier, but the war is over. And one of the biggest things that holds us back from leaving everything on the field instead of on the table is our belief system. Everything we do or do not do is driven by belief system. We got to know those existential questions, who we are, why we're here, what's our purpose. If today was our last day on this planet, did it matter one minute that we were given the gift of life? What difference did it make that the God of the universe breathed life into that carbon-based life form and after he saved you, kept you on this planet to do his will, his way? See, everything starts with a belief system. By the time a child is six years old, the majority of their belief system is in place. And that's when the biggest thing that dictates whether we leave it on the field or leave it on the table. I'll be back in three minutes. Give a person a fish and you feed them for a meal. Teach them to fish and you change their destiny. At Like It Matters Radio, we teach you how you are made, how you create experience, and how you can change your world by changing your thinking. Opioid addiction, mental health crisis, PTSD, the soaring suicide rate, political hate and animosity. There is a crisis of toxic proportions and it is destroying us. This pandemic is destroying the foundation of our hope. Hope is fading. At Like It Matters Radio, we help people change their life by changing their thinking and doing based on how we are made. Our mission is to help people maximize their potentials and to live their life like it matters. Our goal is to change this world through our national radio show, bringing hope to listeners everywhere in every heart, body, and soul. We need your help, sponsors, donors, and helpers to do the work that needs to be done to change our world. If you are willing, please email us at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put Posse. Again, that's Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put Posse. Join our Posse today and leave a legacy for others to follow. Email us at Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put Posse. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Once upon a time, many years ago, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. I believe they called it a phone book. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? We've come a long way. Now, there's Salem Surround. We help deliver customers right to your front door with targeted digital marketing. These are the tools of the 21st century smart businesses use to succeed. And our team at Salem Surround can guide you through all the available options with the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof so you can spend time taking care of your customers. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. With Salem Surround, there are no limitations on how and where you you can reach customers. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, Mr. Black. And if you're missing this radio show, uh, Sheena, we had a guest at the very first segment. All you got to do is go to likeitmattersradio.com. You can listen to this message and many other archived messages. Uh, if you're in the beautiful Twin Cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul, we are part of the Twin Cities Wellness Radio Network. Uh, and uh, you can listen to us on AM 1570 every Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, replayed 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And you can live stream with them as well. they got a great uh, app there. Go to TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. 
TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. And because of our affiliation with Minneapolis, you can go to iHeartRadio and you can search Wellness Radio 1570. Uh, and there you'll find us twice a day. We have listeners all over the world, not just in the, the Twin Cities, but all over the world. And they listen on iHeartRadio or TuneIn Radio. You can just search TuneIn Radio for Like It Matters Radio. And uh, go to iTunes. iTunes, you can subscribe to Like It Matters Radio. And if you Facebook still, go to facebook.com slash L-I-M radio. So we're talking about the two options in life. Keep it simple, soldier. Uh, we can either leave our stuff on the field, which is where we're supposed to leave it, pour ourselves out 100% heart, body, and soul, or we can leave it on the table, which means you're basically leaving stuff that God had intended for you that you didn't pick up. And we're always called to leave it on the field. Even God says, uh, if you want to follow me, if you love me, you got to hate your father and your mother. And he was not saying to actually hate your mother and father because it's one of the Ten Commandments to honor your mother and father. What he was saying is he wants it all. He requires number one position in your life. Uh, and he wants you to be willing to give it all away, to walk away from everything, to leave it all on the table for him. And he says if you're not willing to leave it all on the table for him, then you're not worthy to be called a co-heir of the kingdom of God. And so even God expects that a 100% heart body, and soul. And so what are the three things that keep us uh, from giving it all, from uh, leaving it on the, the field versus leaving it on the table? And the first one we talk about is our belief system, is our belief system. I remember a story I heard uh, from a, a, an American Indian. He told a story about a brave who found an eagle's egg, and he put it into a nest of a prairie chicken. The eaglet hatched with a brood of chicks and grew up with them. All its life, the changeling eagle, thinking it was a prairie chicken, did what the prairie chickens did. It scratched in the dirt for seeds and insects to eat. It clucked and cackled. And it flew in a brief thrashing of wings and flurry of feathers, no more than a few feet off the ground. After all, that's how pra prairie chickens were supposed to fly. Years passed. And the changeling eagle grew very old. One day it saw a magnificent bird far above in the cloudless sky, hanging with graceful majesty on a powerful wind currents. It soared with scarcely a beat of its strong golden wings. What a beautiful bird, said the changeling eagle to its neighbor. What is it? Why, that's an eagle, the chief of the birds, the neighbor, neighbor clucked. But don't give it a second thought. You could never be like him. So the changeling eagle never gave it a second thought, and it died thinking it was a prairie chicken. See, our belief is so important. We gotta know who we are. We gotta know why we're here. We gotta know who we are, whose we are. And see, life's gonna throw stuff at us, and it's gonna throw us off course and off kilter, but what we believe really matters. And then we're dealing with fear. Fear is an acronym. It's false evidence appearing real. And from the book Mozart's Brain and the Fighter Pilot by Dr. Richard Restack, he says that, quote, fear occurs before you know what you're afraid of. And he quotes a book from a book uh, that brain researcher Joseph Ledoux wrote. And he says Ledoux's research into emotions provides us with a basis for our understanding of intuition. This is the gut feeling we have. And he gives this example. He says in a laboratory study, here's what they learned. If a rat in a cage is exposed to a sound, the animal initially orients itself toward and pays attention to that sound. But after a few repetitions, the rat ignores it. However, the animal will respond once again if the sound is paired with an electrical shock. After a few repetitions of this pairing of sound and shock, the rat begins to display signs of fear whenever it hears the sound alone. It stops what it is doing and freezes in place. The animal's only detectable movement consists of the rhythmic chest excursions that accompany breathing. In addition, the rat's fur stands on end. Its blood pressure and heart rate increases, and stress hormones pour into its bloodstream. In a word, the rat is now conditioned so that the sound, when presented alone, will elicit the fear response. This response is no different than what occurs when the rat encounters its natural enemy, the cat. He goes on to say, we humans can be fear-conditioned too. And we are. We are. 
And the thing is, uh, what happens when you experience that fear? Dr. Susan Jeffers wrote a great book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways. And she says fear at three levels down comes down to a simple concept that I can't handle it. Once you realize you can handle it, then you can feel the fear and do it anyways. See, fear is a straw man. The only power that fear has is the power that we give it. That's it. And when you function for a short period of time in the zone called fear, it becomes your brand new comfort zone. Remember, we have three zones. We have the familiar zone, which is the comfort zone. We have fear, which is right outside of it, false evidence appearing real. And then outside of that, we have panic, which is intense fear. And the key to life is keep pushing your comfort zone because you'll always find fear right outside your comfort zone. And once you function a high level in a stressful environment in the presence of fear, it dissipates. It goes away. It has to. And then you realize that you can feel the fear and do it anyways. And what happens in the process is your uh, comfort zone expands. That base of fear that you had before goes away. And so now you have an expanded comfort zone. And then the key is keep pushing that comfort zone. So what used to elicit fear now brings about familiarity. And what used to elicit panic now just brings about a little bit of fear. And once you realize that you can feel the fear and do it anyways, and that's how you go through life. But the key is our self-talk. You know, we talked about fear holds us back. Belief systems, what we believe about ourselves, about our situation life, about our position life, all that. But how are those things expressed to ourselves is through our self-talk. And see, we have these blocks that hold us back. And then we remind ourselves of what we can't do. They're called programs. You know, we all have these programs playing over and over and over. A lot of those programs have been in place by the time we're six years old. And we're still fighting it. You know, we feel like we're being pulled in two different directions. And so the way that they manifest themselves, that we feel nauseous, feel angry, feel upset. But then what happens is the self-talk kicks in and we start reinforcing it or we negate it. See, when I had Sheena on the phone, when she called in the first segment, she talked about she got hit hard. She got knocked down, but she said it was right. And she told herself that he's here to help me. And she told herself that my company believes in me and my company invested $2,000 and I can do this. I came to America from the Philippines. I can do anything that I set my mind to. I know my God is with me and if God is for me, who can be against me? This is what she did, her self-talk. So she had the fear, but she pushed through it. She had the belief system that she knew who she was and what she could uh, be capable of. And so what she did then is she took control of her self-talk. Same thing happened the week after class. She said she ran into a situation uh, and normally would have shut her down. She would have got defensive. She would have doubted herself. Instead, what she did is she talked herself through it. It was her self-talk. 60 million Americans struggle with depression. A majority of depression falls in a category called situational depression. And what causes situational depression? Our self-talk. The way we talk to ourselves. We actually make ourselves sick. Uh, Dr. Uh, Caroline Leaf talks about epigenetics. She's written three books, uh, Who Shut Off My Brain, Turn On Your Brain, and then The Perfect You. And she talks about how our thoughts, the 87% of diseases are psychosomatic. They start with the way we talk to ourselves. And so our self-talk can be good or bad. Our self-talk can help reinforce good BS or can destroy us with bad BS. Our self-talk can build up fear into this monster, debilitating, where we get a panic attack. Or our self-talk can talk us down from fear and say, you're nothing, ain't real. Just like Jesus said, said to one of his best friends on this planet, Peter, behind me, Satan. He wasn't calling Peter Satan. He was saying that the words coming out of Peter's mouth were not from God. They were from a different source. And we need to be our own defense attorney. We need to hold our thoughts captive. We need to chime in and do a little truth therapy to take a listen into what's going on. And it's hard to do that on your own. That's why you need a coach, a life caddy like me. Go to likeitmatters.net. Let me help you get control of fear. Let me help you restructure your belief system so you're the powerful creature that you were created to be. And let me help you put the right self-talk in place because we can talk ourselves into leaving it on the table or we can talk ourselves in to leaving on the field. It's up to you. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black. 
helping you to become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Pro-Life Across America is celebrating its 30th year of saving babies. That's right. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We began three decades ago, and thanks to our supporters, we now have billboards, radio ads, and internet ads across the country. So what have we learned in these 30 years? No woman wants an abortion. Most feel panic, pressure, and alone. Our hotline receives an average of 200 to 250 calls a month. We connect callers with free, confidential, and life-affirming assistance. Please help continue this legacy of support or post-abortion assistance. Visit us at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Or to donate today, simply press pound 250 on your cell phone and say the key words, pro-life, pro-life across America, non-political and totally educational. Pro-life across Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.